What's up, everybody? Here to go over UFC, uh, UFC Nashville, Sanhagen versus Font. I almost said 291 again. <laughs> um, Sanhagen versus Font uh, was supposed to be Sanhagen versus Nurmagomedov. Um, unfortunately, Nurmagomedov um, couldn't compete in the fight, and that's the fight we all really wanted to see. But Rob Font's a good, uh, a good guy to fill in for him. Rob, Rob Font's an exciting fighter, so uh, still looking forward to it, man. But uh, real quick, I'm going to go over the results from last week as far as just my bets. Um, my two big plays on the card hit. I had a two-unit uh, play on uh, Wood and Muradov, and that was a plus 108. So that's a good bit of profit there, being a plus money play. Um, over two units of profit brought in on that one. And uh, and then I had another play on Alvarez. It was a one-unit play at minus 140. And I had a couple of small plays on some underdogs um, that that didn't hit, which they were all underneath a quarter unit. So I had to, I basically had a unit. I brought in three units, actually more than three units, because one of my parlays hit, um, and one and lost one unit. So I came out with just on these. I came out with about two units of profit. And then uh, let me pull up my what my top line parlay hit. Um, uh yeah, the, so what so how I do these guys is the ones at the top. I usually start off with like I'll put like a hundred. I had hundred and fifty bucks on this one at the top. Um, that was a plus four eighty seven. That's the one that hit. Um, below that it goes down. You know, it's like fifty and uh and then like you know thirty bucks and then you know whatever, just depending on how big the parlay is. I don't ever put too much on these big parlays because for the most part they don't usually hit. Uh, but the one that did hit was Muradov, Wood, Aspinall, Alvarez, and Zaim. And uh, plus four eighty seven. Like I said, I had about one hundred fifty bucks on that, so that's a that was a pretty good payout as well. So it was all around a pretty good event. Um, as far as my picks go, it could have been a lot better. I did pick a whole lot of dogs on that card, and uh, basically the first half of the card didn't go my way that much, and then the the end of the card did. So, um, like I said, I had Barrez, Ashmos, uh, Kianzed, Kulibal, uh all picked as parlay or as uh, underdogs, and they lost. But I did tell you, man, I, I'm I'm proud of two of my picks because I picked uh, Storley and Aiko to win by armbar because um, I knew that Molly McCann didn't have a ground game. And uh, I don't think there – if there were any other channels out there that said that, please let me know in the comments because uh, I, I I think that was a pretty unpopular pick. You know, um, a lot of people were saying they couldn't believe I was picking Storley and Aiko over McCann. And then I also picked Paul Craig to win. Uh, I did pick him to win by submission, and he ended up getting the finish, which is pretty impressive. Um you know, he has a way of looking real, real crappy, you know, throughout, <laughs> throughout his fights and somehow coming back and getting the win. So, um, you know, it was cool, man. He, he beat Arnie Muniz, a big upset. So, uh, so that was pretty cool too, man. And I think I picked like eight of the fights, right? So could have been a lot better, but, um, I was happy at least with the story link, uh, pick and the Craig pick. All right. So, um, Nobody won the contest for the Autograph UFC merch. Um, if uh, if y'all want to continue participating in that, I'm still doing it for UFC 291. You can go over and comment on that video, or you can comment on this video, and you just got to pick uh, the three winners. Um, you can get you can pick one 
one winner by decision, and then the other two have to be submission or knockout, and you have to tell me which round. So method of victory, which round, and uh, you can have one decision. So three picks and one decision. And um, uh, what else? Um, I'm a, what I do if you're new to the channel is I go through and give out all my predictions for the fights, and then at the end of the video I give out my bets and my parlays for this card. And uh, if you just wanna, if you're not interested in watching my videos and you just want to see my my parlays and my bets, um, you can go over to Instagram and look at my uh, Instagram's high kick underscore fight picks. Um, you see all my stuff on there as well. And uh, please give me a follow, man, if you don't mind, help me out. Um, and then I also started a Facebook group, which is High Kick Fight Picks on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, not so many people in it yet, but I've been I've been having a few come up. So appreciate you guys for that. Um, and I'm available on Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, um, iTunes, Pandora, all the major streaming platforms, pretty much. And um, and I also post all my stuff in the community tab on my YouTube channel. So if you're subscribed to my channel, my flyers and stuff will pop up in your feed, and you can see them that way as well. And, uh, yeah, that's about, that's about it for all that, man. Please like, and subscribe, man. It would help me out a lot. Um, yeah, man. So let's take a look at what fights we lost here so far, man. Cause we have lost a lot of fights. Um, Verna Janiroba versus Tatiana Suarez. Um, Tatiana Suarez is taken on, who was that? Uh, Jessica Andrade on short notice. Um, we lost Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Kyler Phillips. Uh, Phillips is fighting Barcelos instead. Uh, Tagir Ulanbekov versus Jake Hadley. Jake Hadley's fighting um, uh, Cody Durden. Uh, we lost Ovin St. Peru versus Ian Kutalaba. Um, already talked about the uh, Nurmagomedov. And then uh, Sean Woodson was supposed to be taking on Steve Garcia, and Sean Woodson is taking on um, Jesse Butler instead. So... Uh, this originally was a quite a bit better card than it is now. I mean, there's still some good fights on here. Um, I see some of the stuff's been rearranged uh, since I did my notes. And uh, there's still a lot of good fights, man. It would have been a whole lot better, though, if if, if some of these fights had stayed on there. And, uh, yeah, man, so let's get into it. Uh, first fight, it's going to be Ode Osborne take on Asu Amabov. And uh, real quick, hold on, let me let me track that fight down. <laughs> Because it it was way further down the card, man. Um, okay, so um, Ode Osborne is thirty one years old. He's five seven with a seventy two inch reach. He is twelve and five and four and three in the UFC, and he's a plus one twenty four underdog. Yeah, I so I used to, um, you know, I re I used to think very highly of of Osborne. Man, he has all kinds of potential. Um, sometimes he looks amazing, but every time I put my faith in him, he gets knocked out. And, you know, then his last fight, him and Charles Johnson both just looked horrible. They were both gassed out and sloppy, and I just couldn't believe how bad they looked, um, you know, being professional UFC fighters, you know, looking that bad. And, uh, you know, having watched all their other fights, you know, usually Ode's way more exciting than that, and he doesn't get as tired. But, you know, Ode's very fast and explosive, four wins by knockout, five by submission, um, he does leave his chin up in the air, t you know, too much at times. Um, that's how he got caught by Tyson Nam. Um, we don't have a reach on Amabov, but I'm pretty sure Odie's going to have a reach advantage on him. Um, you know, he's a pretty big flyweight. Uh, he fights southpaw. He keeps his hands real low. You know, he's good at countering. Uh, you know, countering and and throwing. You know, long combinations. Uh, lots of nice front kicks up the middle. Um, 
If I hadn't seen Osborne's last fight, I would pick him all day here, no questions asked, because, you know, he does look very impressive sometimes. Um, and, you know, it's just a, it's just you never know what you're going to get, you know, and uh, I kind of really do want to pick him in this spot, man, and I, I still quite haven't quite decided, but um, I don't know what's up with his, in his last fight, you know, why he gassed out so badly. Uh, most of his wins are early finishes. You know, I'm just really worried about his cardio. But other than that, he's a very talented guy. I mean, he's a very talented striker. Um, uh, you know, you just never know what you're going to get, you know. So he's taking on Asu Almabov. He is 29 years old, 5'5". Uh, five, five. We don't have a reach on him. Um, and it's 17-2, and two, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And he's a minus-144 favorite. And he's fought a lot of tough guys over in Brave FC and M1 Global. I mean, he has a freestyle wrestling background, and he was a Kazakhstani uh, jiu-jitsu champion. Um, he's got great takedown defense, dangerous submissions, a really good guillotine choke. Um, you know, he looked really impressive. Uh, I I wouldn't say that he's better than the other guy that just came over from uh, the same scene as him, um, Azat Maxim. I wouldn't say he's quite as good as him, but uh, he has looked impressive nonetheless. And I honestly don't know how those two guys have never fought over there, you know, being undefeated fighters over in the, you know, undefeated in their, in Brave FC and M1 Global. Um, and they're in the same weight class, so. But anyways, Asu has um, three wins by knockout, eight by submission. Uh, I think Osborne's going to have a major advantage on the feet and the striking from what I've seen. And Ode is going to be a way bigger guy. And uh, But if Amabov gets him down, you know, he may he may get the win. Um, if he can get O'Day down and control him. Uh, but based on what I've been watching, you know, Osborne does have a very good shot at winning this. Um, if he's in good shape with good cardio, that is, you know. Um, and for now, man, I just don't think I can trust Osborne enough, you know, based on what I've seen in his last fight. So for now, I'm going to pick Amabov. But uh, if the plus money gets way bigger on Osborne, I'll probably put him in my parlays. Um just wish I knew how the cardio was going to look on, you know, on uh, Osborne. So, we take in Almabov by decision. Next up, we got Jake Hadley taking on uh, Cody Durden. And, uh, sorry, I got to scroll around to find all these fights because they're out of order now. Um, Jake Hadley is 27 years old, 5'7", with a 70-inch reach. He is 10-1 and one and 2-1 and one in the UFC, and he's a minus-180 favorite. And yet, Jake's a very talented prospect. Um, he got out-grappled in his debut against Nascimento, but you know that's okay because Nascimento is one of the best grapplers in the, in the UFC, in my opinion. And uh, Jake's going to have a 3-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he's got three wins by knockout, five by submission. He's very dangerous on the ground, you know, from top position or off his back. Um, his striking has looked amazing. It looks better every time we see him. Um, Tons of volume. He hits very hard for a flyweight. Uh, you know, he fights southpaw, and he really hammers those calf kicks. And you know, great striking defense. You know what he does if you you know pay attention to him uh, when he's blocking punches. You know, he um, he lifts his his right elbow up to block punches to block the strikes, and uh, instead of just straight covering up with both hands uh, like a lot of people do. And uh, you know, it's very impressive, man. Throws a lot, like a lot of really fast combinations. Pushes a really tough pace over three rounds. Um, really digs those liver shots. Um, that's how he won the uh, Malcolm Gordon fight. And, uh, you know, he counters very well. He's well-rounded. All his fights are fun to watch. And uh, this should be a very exciting fight while it lasts. Um, and as long as his takedown defense holds up, I think he'll do well. Um, you know, but will it hold up against Cody Durden? I don't know. Um, I think Hadley's 
uh, you know, takedown defense is pretty good. Uh, just because Nascimento outgrappled him, I think you know Nascimento can outgrapp most fighters in the you know the flyweight division. So, and uh, he's taking on Cody Durden. He is 32 years old, five seven with a 67 inch reach. He is 15 four and one and four two and one in the UFC, and he's a plus uh, plus 155 underdog. So, um, I guess that it's finally time that I admit you know that Cody Cody Durden is a pretty good fighter. I mean, he has great wrestling. That's his best weapon. Six wins by knockout, five by submission. Um, you know, if you look if you look at the two of these guys and how these guys have been winning fights, obviously Hadley has been a lot more impressive. A lot, you know, he's been finishing fights. Um, you know, Cody is very fast and explosive, but you know his his striking is kind of wild. Um, you know, he's kind of wild. You know, he's but he is very good at like you know uh, backpacking guys, taking the back and holding it. You know, throughout most of the round. Um, can be pretty boring, but you know it's dominant, uh, I guess. And um, you know he kind of does as little as possible, and he does tire out most of the time in the third round. He's pretty tired. And uh, you know the the only advantage that Cody really has in this fight is his wrestling. Um, Hadley has better cardio and striking, the speed advantage. Um, Cody has proved me long a lot of times, man. But I'm gonna be taking Hadley to get the win here. Um, I'm gonna take him to get the win by. Uh, by second second round knockout, and uh, hopefully Cody doesn't prove me wrong again. So, <laughs> uh, next up we got uh, Sean Woodson taking on Jesse Butler, and Sean is thirty one years old, six two with a seventy nine inch reach. He is nine one and one and thirty one and one in the UFC, and he is a minus five hundred favorite. And, uh, you know, Sean's very tall, you know, long guy for this weight class. I mean, he's going to have a six inch reach advantage. Um, six, two is very tall for, you know, for this weight class, uh, for featherweight. And, uh, he was a big favorite in his last fight as well. And honestly, he didn't look very good, man, which, which sucks. Cause I'm pretty high on, you know, Sean Woodson. Um, he got dropped a few times in the first round, uh, got hit with an illegal shot. And it's probably the only reason he didn't get finished. And, you know, if his opponent, Hadn't lost a point in his last fight, you know, uh, Sean would have lost that fight. So, um, I would like to see Sean go up a weight class and put up a bunch of muscle on those, on those legs of his. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a great striker, very sharp with the striking, uses his jab very well, um, nice straight shots down the middle and, uh, uses his reach very well. Uh, very good at using his reach and his length and, uh, does his best work at range rather than, you know, rushing his opponent. You know, that's how he got dropped in his last fight. Um, he gave up some takedowns. A lot of holes in his game were exposed in his last fight. Um, he is very dangerous off of his back with his long legs, and he constantly throws up submissions. Um, all that being said, this is a very winnable fight for him. I'm a big fan of Woodson. I want to see him win. And uh, you know, look for those look for those um, hard hard hooks to the body that you know um, that he was throwing. Um, which fight was that that he was calling Anglin? That's who it was, I think. Yeah, it was Colin Anglin. He was busting him up to the body and then caught him with a head kick uh, when uh, when he started dropping his hands. And uh, what else? Yeah, it's... Sean's got three wins by knockout, one by submission. Um, not primarily known for his ground game, but he did look pretty dangerous off of his back, you know, in his last fight. And uh, he's taken on Jesse Butler, um, 31 years old, uh, 5'10 with a 73-inch reach. He is twelve and five, and zero and one in the UFC, 
and he's a plus uh, 375 underdog. Excuse me. So Butler made his debut, you know, up a weight class against Jim Miller, and he got knocked out very quickly. Um, I don't really know what he was doing there. You know, I mean, he has one win by knockout, eight wins by submission. I don't know what he was doing, you know, out there brawling with Miller like that uh, when he's not primarily known for his striking. Uh, Butler does have good submission defense. He's never been submitted. Um, he's looked good in his regional fights, but if you look at the records of the guys he's been fighting, uh, he hasn't fought a lot of guys with good records. And uh, he has very good grappling in jiu-jitsu, uh, which could serve him well in this fight. Uh, we did see Sean getting taken down in his last fight. Um, Butler is very aggressive off of his back. You know, there's a lot to like, but it's hard to say until we see him um, see him fighting a, a little bit a higher level of competition. And the last two guys he fought before um, Jim Miller were what were they? Uh, Seventeen and nine, and fourteen and eight. So obviously not the highest level of competition. Um, he's going to need to use his grappling to win this fight. And you know, Sean is better on the feet for sure. Um, I'm going to be picking Sean to get the win, but I wouldn't get very heavily invested in it. You know, probably throw him in some in some of my bigger parlays. Um, at the price, you know, it's not really worth worth much more than that. Um, you know, Sean, I'm going to take him to win by decision just because Jesse Butler's pretty tough. But he did get knocked out in his last fight, but Sean is, hasn't exactly... Well, I guess he did get that head kick knockout. But other than that, he hasn't been getting... Uh, hasn't been getting... Uh, and he finishes in the UFC. So I will take him to win by uh, by decision. As long as his takedown defense holds up, I think he'll be all right. Next up, we got Jeremiah Wells taking on um, Carlston Harris. And Jeremiah Wells is 36 years old, 5'9", with a 74-inch reach. He is 12-2-1 and 4-0 in the UFC. And he's a minus-161 favorite. I'm a big fan of Wells. I've had money on him in every fight he's had in the UFC so far. Um, and he showed us that he can do it all. He's very powerful, um, you know, big power in his hands, fast, explosive. Um, he showed us he's got great jiu-jitsu. In his last fight, he showed us that he can get hurt and use his wrestling and get a, in his cardio to get the win. Um, five wins by knockout, four by submission. Uh, he trains with Sean Brady and all those guys. He's had a very good camp. Uh, you know, the the... The guy that, that Wells is fighting here is no joke at all. A lot of people you know, kind of underestimate Harris. Um, Wells is insanely strong in his grappling. Uh, look out for his big left hook or his overhand right on the taller opponent. And he's taking on Carlston Harris. He is 36 years old, 6 foot tall with a 76 inch reach. He is 18 and 5 and 3 and 1 in the UFC. And he's a plus 141 underdog. And Harris is, you know, like I said, very underrated. His only loss in the UFC was against Shavkat Rachmanov, the future champ. Um, Harris has five wins by knockout, five by submission. He's very tall. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, he did get caught in some good uh, with some good shots uh, when he was fighting Jared, Jared Gooden his last time out, and he used his wrestling to get the victory. Um, his boxing is pretty sharp. Um, he's very open to leg kicks at times. Uh, he wasn't checking very many of those. And... Uh, he has good double leg takedowns. He has very good balance when someone's trying to take him down. Um, Harris is pretty good all the way around, man, but Wells just keeps finding ways to win. And I, I'm not totally sure Wells will be able to get Harris uh, get Harris down, but I am going to be picking Wells to get the win. Um, I'm going to take a win by first-round knockout. 
I think Harris's takedown defense might be a little bit too much for Wells. This fight worries me. That's why I'm not really getting heavily invested in it either. Because Carlson Harris actually is a very good fighter. and uh, But I will be taking Wells to get the win by uh, by round one KO. Next up, we got Rowney Barcelos taking on uh, Kyler Phillips. And Rowney is... 36 years old, 5'7", with a 67-inch reach. He is 17-4 um, and 6-3 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-143 underdog. And Howney is a very good, very well-rounded. Um, you know, late into his career, we've seen him appear to slow down a bit, but I don't really know if that's the case. You know, maybe it's just more the case of, you know, just Umar Namagomedov is very good. You know, he caught him. With a crazy little punch and knocked Barcelos out. You know, we've never seen Barcelos done like that before. Um, Barcelos, you know, has amazing uh, amazing Muay Thai, hard calf kicks. Um, even has a freestyle wrestling background. And uh, he competed in tournaments in BJ, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, Judo. And he had black belts in both of those by the time he was 20 years old. Um, he throws good combinations. You know, I like how he'll throw the straight right and come over the top of the head kick right behind it. Uh, the guys usually don't see that coming. They're lucky to block it when he does throw it. Um, he also does very well in the clinch up against the cage. Um, at one point, I believe you know Howney could have fought for a title. You know, it was just a case of you know, he didn't got he didn't get the fights that he deserved, um, and he wasn't as active as he should have been. So it kind of got put on the back burner, you know. And and now he's late into his career, and he's he's finally taking a lot of fights, and they're not going his way. Um, but I do believe in his prime that he was capable of at least fighting for a title. Uh, he's got great front kicks up the middle, uses it kind of like a jab, and follows it up with quick punches. Um, he throws nice uppercuts, has nice trip takedowns. Uh, I would like to see him use his grappling more. You know, I can't say enough good things about his technique. Um, if he would use his grappling more, he is actually pretty good, so I think he would have a lot of success with it. Um, he has eight wins by knockout and two by submission. And, uh, you know, has the age caught up with him? You know, because a few years ago, I would say Barcelos wins this all day. He would probably be a big favorite. You know, it's just um, kind of a deal of, you know, uh, are we holding on to what was, you know? Um, his only win recently was over Trevin Jones, and Trevin is kind of known for going out there and letting himself down by not throwing enough volume and, and waiting until the end of the fight to really push the pace. And uh, he's taking on Kyler Phillips. He is 28 years old, 5'8", with a 72-inch reach. He is ten and two, and four and one in the UFC, and uh, he's a minus one sixty three favorite. Uh, Phillips is going to have a five inch reach advantage. He's an amazing fighter, great footwork, very fast and explosive. Uh, five wins by knockout and two by submission. Um, throws nice combinations, like you know, likes the uh, he likes to throw the jab up top and then uh, the body shot and then the left hook. It's something that he, he was throwing quite a bit in some of the fights that I lost that that combination. Um, he had, what was I saying? Um, wow. Yeah, it's hot today, guys. <laughs> um, he had a lot of success with that combination in his last fight. Um, throws a lot of big spinning and jumping attacks, which I kind of wish he would do, you know, less, less of that, you know, cause it does burn up the gas tank. Um, lots of hard calf kicks. Um, very good at transitioning to the back, even when he's, you know, got this opponents up against the cage, you know, standing. Um, nice spinning hook kicks, nice foot sweeps, uh, moves in and out of the pocket very well. Um, has a very wide variety of strikes, lots of good things, you know, that he does. And uh, he's fought some pretty tough competition as well. 
you know, there's a big part of me that wants to pick Barcelos, but, you know, um, like I said, are we holding on to what was? You know, there's all these unanswered questions. And uh, going based off what we've seen in his last, you know, four fights, you know, not a, not a lot of good things. So um, because of how things have been with Barcelos and the fact that Kyler is, you know, actually a very good fighter, very talented, I'm going to be going with Kyler Phillips. Um, I'm going to say he gets the win by decision. It's really hard to turn down the plus money on Barcelos, but if you go back and look at, you know, Kyler Phillips' last loss, it was, you know, to really Paiva. But I actually think he won that fight, in my opinion. So I don't understand how it was a unanimous decision uh, for Paiva, but whatever, you know. That's the only blemish on his record lately. And uh, next up we got Billy Quarantillo taking on um, J- Damon Jackson. And Billy Quarantillo is 34 years old, uh, 5'10 with a 70-inch reach, and he is 17-5 and 5'3 five and five and in the UFC. And he's a minus-175 favorite. Uh, both of these guys are coming off knockout losses. Uh, Billy was doing pretty well against Barboza until he got caught with that knee. Um, just kind of recklessly shooting him for a takedown. You know, can't do that to Barboza. Um, some of Billy's best weapons are his pace and his cardio. And uh, like we saw in the Hernandez fight, he survived the storm and used his superior conditioning to beat Hernandez. And uh, he fought a lot of tough guys, man. Um, you know, Eight wins by knockout, five by submission. I wouldn't call him an expert in any one area. He just mixes everything up very well, and he has a really good cardio to, to back it up. And he just pressures, you know, pressure fights. And, uh, you know, he, he makes sure that you have a lot to think about. You know, he's shooting for takedowns, going back up top to the punches. You know, he doesn't just focus on one thing. He's constantly going for everything. And that's what makes him so successful. Um, throws a lot of volume. Uh, he will need to be the one pushing forward, just like Dan Ige did against Jackson. Uh, you know, that in, in Jackson's last fight, Ige just kind of kept him on the back foot, you know, making it harder for Jackson to shoot for the takedowns. And uh, eventually Dan was able to get the finish. So uh, Damon Jackson is 34 years old, 5'11", with a 71-inch reach. Um, he is 22-5-1 and 5-3, and 1-1 in the UFC. One draw, one no contest. And he's a plus-150 underdog. And uh, I have my doubts about Jackson coming into the UFC but he has proven to be a very tough guy. You know, he put together a good win streak before his last fight. Um, Jackson is very experienced. He's been around. He's fought in Bellator, the PFL, LFA, um, UFC now. Um, has very good jiu-jitsu from top position. Uh, and it, what I mean by that is just, you know, he hasn't showed a lot of subs off of his back. Um, it's usually subs from when he's using his wrestling and he's on top. And uh, he has four wins by knockout, 15 by submission. Um, has a you know really good wrestling background. Uh, All-American at Missouri Valley College. Um, and that's where he's had most of his, of his success. Um, you know, he, if he can get the takedowns, he's very good at controlling guys and staying heavy on top. And, you know, his most impressive win was when he went and knocked out Pat Sabatini just real quick, you know, just walked out, hit him a few times and was done, you know, and, uh, not a lot of people can do that to Pat. So, uh, Damon's going to have a one inch reach advantage. Uh, Jackson likes to come out very strong and push a hard pace in the beginning of the fight. But in my opinion, he's usually pretty tired by the third round. And uh, I would say that Billy will have the advantage on the feet just because I don't think highly of Jackson striking. Um, I think Billy has the cardio advantage. I could see Jackson having success early in this fight, but I do think Billy will take over in rounds two and three um, and maybe get a late finish. So I'm going to be taking uh, Quarantilla to get the win by a third-round KO. And next up we got Ignacio Bahamundes taking on uh, Ludovic Klein. And uh, this should be a very exciting fight while it lasts. 
Uh, Bahamundas is 25 years old, 6'3", with a 75-and-a-half-inch reach, 14-and-4, um, and 3-and-1 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-205 favorite. And I'm a very big fan of Ignacio's. I really like his striking, and I've been very impressed with what I've seen out of him. Uh, that spinning wheel kick knockout that he had against Roosevelt Roberts was amazing. Uh, you know, perfectly thrown, you know, right to the chin, just awesome. Um, he's very tall and long for the weight class. He's going to have a three-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. Uh, he showed us that he's well-rounded and has good submissions as well. Um, he's young. He's going to be constantly improving. Um, he's very technically sound with his Muay Thai. You know, he uses his reach very well. Uh, lots of nice straight shots. You know, he fights very long. And uh, he's very good at counting striking, counter-striking. And uh, throws a ton of calf kicks. He switches stances constantly. And he's very effective from both sides. Um, pushes a tough pace and has the cardio to back it up. You know, there's not a lot of wind-up on his shots. His spin attacks are very smooth. Um, so far, his takedown defense has been pretty good. And uh, I don't think he's going to have to worry about takedowns in this fight, though. Uh, you know, Klein's primarily known for his kickboxing, so. And uh, Ludovic Klein is 28 years old, 5'7", with a 72-inch reach. He is 19-4-1 and 3-2-1 and and in the UFC. And he's a plus-175 underdog. And... uh you know, would y'all believe it that I, on my notes, you know, I just have, I just have like little bullet points, you know, and I don't have a whole bunch written down. Um, I just have little bullet points of things and, you know, half of this stuff just comes out of my freaking head. That's why I can't ever focus. I've got too much information in my head, man. Um, and now I don't even remember where I left off. He's plus 175 underdog. Um, so I feel like Klein has tons of potential, but just hasn't really lived up to it yet. Um, eight wins by knockout, uh, eight by submission, which is surprising because he's not really known for his ground game, you know, and uh, he's a great kickboxer, very powerful and explosive. Uh, he came into the UFC with a couple of head kick knockouts, you know, and that was down at featherweight. Since he's come up to lightweight, you know, he hasn't had any finishes. Um, seems to have worked on his takedown defense a lot. Uh, seems to have gotten a little bit better, um, but he does get taken down quite often. And it has improved, though, and... Uh, he really looked horrible in his last fight, you know, that draw with um, with Jai Herbert, uh, you know, which he would have lost that fight if the point wasn't taken. I forget what Herbert did that got a point taken, but, and, you know, that's kind of a similar matchup to this fight, you know. Um, you know, Jai Herbert's a tall, rangy kickboxer, just like, you know, Bahamundes is. And, uh, you know, lately, Klein has been prone to using his own takedowns a bit because uh, he's kind of been getting outstruck on the feet, man, and... um I uh, just don't know what's going on with him, man. And I, I don't think, I don't think that Klein will be able to uh, take Anasio down. Um, I think Klein's left high kick is one of his best weapons. Uh, I do like, I do like his striking quite a bit. You know, when he's on, um, his cardio has looked questionable sometimes, and other times it looked pretty good. Uh, it just depends on if the fight's going his way or not. You know, like the Mason Jones fight, his cardio held up pretty good, and then um, against Herbert, he was kind of gassed out in the third round. So. Um, he has fast, com uh, fast. Look, he's very fast with his combinations. Has a really nice jab. Um, you know, his he uses his right. Uh, he fights southpaw, so he uses his right hand for the jab. And he's very, very snappy and very nice. Um, he's always live for a knockout. And even though I think Ignacio, you know, has this one in the bag, but this is a very risky fight to bet on, in my opinion. Um, both these guys are very powerful strikers, so I'd be taking Baja Mendes to get the win. Um, I'm going to say like a third-round finish. Uh, maybe he hurts Klein in the third round and jumps on the neck and gets a submission, a guillotine, or or something of that sort. So, be going with Bahamundes.
And uh, next up we got uh, probably the most boring fight on the card. <laughs> uh, Tanner Bozer versus um, Aleska Kamer. And Tanner is 32 years old, 6'2", with a 75.5-inch reach. He is 20, 10, and 1, and 4 and 5 in the UFC. And he's somehow a minus 185 favorite. Um, he's 1 and 4 in his last five fights. Um, he dropped down to light heavyweight. You know, he was in great shape. He looked like he was in amazing shape. And he went out and got his ass kicked by um, Kutalaba. So, and I, I picked Bozer to win that fight. I thought he was going to look amazing down at, you know, at 205. Um, I mean, he hasn't really looked good really at all lately. If you go back and look at, you know, his last, I mean, I watched his last four fights. Um, you know, he did have that 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 win over Oven St. Preuss, um, and that was two years ago. But, you know, St. Preuss isn't what he used to be. You know, I mean, he's he's not, not the old Saint, Oven St. Preuss anyway. And uh, he has 11 wins by knockout, you know, two by submission. He's a big guy. He's going to have a one-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. He's got heavy hands. Um, he was moving really fast in his last fight until he got caught, man. And his takedown defense hasn't looked very good in the UFC. Of course, that was mostly at heavyweight. Um, Bozer has a lot more experience than Kamer. Um, not really sure what to think about this fight because uh, both these guys haven't looked all that good, you know, in, in a while. Um, he's taken on Alessa Kamer. He's 27 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He is 6-2 and two and 1-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a plus-160 underdog. And he's got five wins by knockout, no wins by submission. Uh, we haven't seen this guy fight in two years. Um, I'm assuming that he went back to the drawing board after his first two, um, after losing his last two in the UFC. And uh, and I'm assuming he's been working on all the holes in his game. Um, he's a good striker, throws a lot of spin kicks, question mark kicks. Um, you could really tell, you know, that he was still kind of learning on the job when he was coming into the UFC, you know, with so few fights. Um and uh, in the beginning, he was just kind of throwing everything with full force and wearing himself out very quickly. Um, haven't seen much to like here either, but I, I'm going to be picking Alexa, Alexa Kamer because uh, I feel like this fight could go either way, and I'd rather you know risk a little to win a lot than a lot to win a little, um, if you know what I mean. So uh, did I say that right? Yeah, so I'd rather bet on the underdog. <laughs> I'd rather take him uh, to win the plus money than I would take a risk on Bozer to win little money because they're both kind of undependable. Um, I'll take Kamer to win. Uh, I'm say he wins by knockout. Maybe he's a new man after two years out training hard, whatever, but I seriously doubt this one will probably make it and maybe make it into a Hail Mary parlay, but it won't make it into anything I take seriously. So, uh, yeah, this is not really, this is one of the fights on the card. I'm like, why, you know? Next up, uh, we got Gavin Tucker taking on Diego Lopez. And uh, Gavin Tucker, we haven't seen Gavin Tucker in a while, a while either. Um, Gavin Tucker is 37 years old, 5'6", with a 66-inch reach. He is 13-2 and 4-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-115 underdog. And, uh, yeah, Gavin is a really good fighter, you know, aside from making the mistake of just kind of running straight into a punch against Dan Ige, you know, right when the fight started, kind of ran in with his hands down. Um, we've seen that happen to fighters before. It happens sometimes. But uh, Gavin has four wins by knockout, six by submission. Uh, you know, that fight, you know, the fight that he really impressed me um, and made me realize how good he is was the uh, Billy Quarantillo fight. 
Um, Gavin just looked amazing in that fight. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen Gavin in two and a half years, which worries me a bit here. Um, he throws very powerful kicks to the body. You know, um, it, he invests quite a bit, you know, in the body. He was using the knees and the clinch and punches and just everything. Really, really going to the body of Billy Quarantillo to, uh, you know, slow him down because Billy has such great cardio. And uh, he was able to slow Quarantillo down in that fight. And, you know, Gavin's got pretty good takedowns. He's very slick with his trips, slick boxing, uh, triples up the jab at times. Um, he's a great grappler, man. You know, stays really heavy on guys, very fast punches. Um, I like of what, a lot of what I've seen out of Gavin Tucker. Uh, cardio seemed to be pretty good. Uh, but this is all what I was seeing, you know, two years ago. And, uh, you know, I wish I could pick his brain and ask him what he's been doing this whole time. I don't know if he was out due to an injury or, or what, but I do know he is a very talented fighter and he has really impressed me at times. And uh, looking forward to seeing him again. So he's taking on Diego Lopez. He is 28 years old, 5'11", with a 72-inch reach. He is 21-6 and 0-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-135 favorite. And uh, this guy made a name for himself, taking on Mozar, Mavzar Ebelev um, on short notice. And he made a good account of himself in the first round anyway. Um, he's going to have a big height and reach advantage here, 6 inches of reach. Um, he showed that he's very dangerous with his jiu-jitsu and off his back. Um, he had lost his fight on the contender series to uh, Joe Anderson Brito, but there's no shame there. You know, Brito is very powerful. Um, he's constantly throws up submissions off of his back. He's very well-rounded, uh, dangerous striking, but, you know, he does seem a little bit too comfortable on his back going for submissions at times, which unfortunately won't win him a fight, you know, if it goes to decision. Um, he did almost catch Mavzar in quite a few submissions in the first round, but after that he was pretty gassed. Um, he has 11 wins by submission, 8 wins by knockout. Uh, not the most technical striker for a guy with such a long reach. He was throwing kind of a lot of, a lot of big hooks and stuff, and you know, really, really goes hard in the first round and slow, slows down quite a bit after. Um, I honestly think Gavin is better in the striking department, but on the ground, Lopez has the advantage. Uh, this is a hard pick for me. You know, if if Gavin had been more active, I would pick him all day, no questions asked. Um, and I'm still going to pick him just because it's plus money, and you know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got submitted, but you know, if if Gavin comes in in shape and he's been training hard the whole time, you know, he'll he'll get the win. And I actually I would much rather trust Gavin for you know I've seen him go a full three rounds impressively and get the victory before against you know Billy Quarantillo, you know, tough opponent, rather than seeing Diego Lopez come out and you know have a decent first round while getting beaten up by Evliev. You know, he almost caught him in a couple submissions, but ultimately, you know, Mavzar got out of it and was on top of him, controlling him, and, you know, the, had the whole fight in the bag pretty much still. I mean, it's cool to, to like people for being tough, but I, I'm not going to invest heavily in that just because he looked okay getting, you know, getting beaten. So um, I'll take Gavin to win by decision. Next up, we got Dustin Jacoby taking on Kennedy Nenchekwu. And, uh... This is a, a good fight, man, but I, I like both these guys a lot, so um, I hate seeing these two guys fight each other, but I'm also excited to see them fight. Um, Dustin is uh, 35 years old, uh, 6'3", with a 76-inch reach, 18-7-1, um, and, and he is 6-4-1 in the UFC, and uh, he's a plus-125 underdog. And uh, Dustin's a former um, glory kickboxer, really good striking, 11 wins by knockout, one by submission. Uh, usually just kind of out, out points guys to a decision. Uh, uses a lot of kicks. Um, 
pretty good striking defense, throws a lot of volume, uh, switches stances a lot. Um, his best punch is the uh, straight right hand down the middle. Um, that's what he caught Don Jung with and knocked him out. And uh, his last fight didn't go his way, man. He kind of he kind of made a mistake, you know, um, in, in that fight because, you know, he hurt Mazakanov in the third round after losing the first two rounds. You know, he was on his on his way to losing that fight. He hurt him in the third round, and Mazakanov was gassed. And uh, Jacoby hurt him, and instead of going for the finish, he decided to wrestle, you know, and kind of, you know, wasted the opportunity, um, kind of spoiled it for himself. But, uh, you know, Jacoby was hurt quite a few times in that fight, so I can't really blame him. Maybe he wasn't thinking straight. Uh, maybe he didn't realize he had him hurt, you know. And uh, he doesn't always throw, you know, with tons of power, but, he, you know, he's always he always outvolumes his opponents, you know. And, and, and we saw that, like, in the Khalil Roundtree fight. He outlanded Khalil all the way down the board, and they gave it to Khalil you know, even though he was like doubled up on strikes. So that can't hurt him at times, but he is a very good fighter, man. He's very good at striking. He's very good at staying out the way of big punches. Um, I've had money on Dustin in most of his fights, you know, in the UFC. Um, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of his, man. It's hard to say if if this is a good matchup for him or not. Um, I guess if he doesn't get taken down, he has the speed advantage and he is a better striker. Um, but this is going to be a very, very tough fight for him. And uh, he's taking on Kennedy and Chekwu. He is 31 years old, 6'5", with an 83-inch reach. That might be the longest reach in the UFC. Um, he is 12-3 and and 6-3 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-145 favorite. And uh, Kennedy is absolutely huge, man. He's going to have a 7-inch reach advantage, um, 8 wins by knockout, 1 by submission. Uh, Kennedy's kind of a slow starter, man. We've seen him you know, a lot of times come out and get beat up in the first round and come back and get the finish. Um, that's why he's so exciting to watch. Uh, like the Carlos Olberg fight, you know, he was out there and Olberg hit him with everything and couldn't put him away and gassed himself out and Kennedy knocked him out in the second round. Um, he fights well in the clinch, man. He's hard to keep down um, and he's hard to take down as well. Uh, such a big guy, man. And, you know, he's been looking better every time we've seen him. Um, his wrestling isn't bad at all. You know, he gets rocked, but he's hard to put away. Um, he has great conditioning. Uh, He's really good at, you know, controlling guys up against the cage and working his elbows and stuff like that. He was really beating up Devin Clark with those um, in his last fight. And uh, I really want Jacoby to win this fight, man. I hate having to, uh, you know, pass up the plus money on him. Um, but I think Kennedy's probably going to, you know, smother Dustin up against the cage and try to get him down. Um, otherwise, Dustin's going to dance around and pick him apart, you know, from the outside. Um, and it is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a full-size big cage or not where Dustin will have more room. Uh but uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be picking Kennedy to get the win by decision. But you know, I'll probably end up. You know, I like to make my underdog parlays sometimes, so I'll probably make an underdog parlay with a few underdogs that I like and and uh, that I think have a chance. And I'll probably put you know Jacoby on that because um, I am rooting for him, man. I want to see him win this fight, but I think it's a bad matchup for him. Uh, next up, we got the co-main event: uh, Jessica Andrade taking on Tatiana Suarez. Um, I wish this wasn't the main event. Not really hyped on this fight. Uh, are y'all? You know? <laughs> um, Jessica Andrade is 31 years old. Uh, 5'1 with a 62-inch reach. She is 24 and 11. And, um... 24 and 11. And 15 and 9 in the UFC. And she's a plus 350 underdog. And, uh, yeah, this line's really out of hand. You know, uh, Andrade has nine wins by knockout, eight by submission. Uh, she's coming off two finished losses. 
Um, her takedown defense didn't hold up at 125, and she got caught by uh, by Jan and uh, at 115. And uh, been a rough rough for her the past few fights, and um, she's still a world class fighter. She's very powerful, a former champion. You know, if you if you want to see what she's capable of, go watch the Lauren Murphy fight. She beat the crap out of Murphy, and uh, you know, I'm assuming that maybe it's Andrade's takedown defense that you know everybody's loading up against her. And I guess I see where they're coming from, but. Um, there's no way for that price that I'm gonna, you know, be putting money on on Suarez after what we've seen here lately of the of women's MMA. So all the big upsets that have been happening, uh, like I said, with Storlinenko last last week, uh, you know, be, I think Molly was a minus four hundred favorite, minus five hundred favorite. So um, she's taking on Tatiana Suarez. She's thirty two years old, five five with a sixty six inch reach. She is nine and zero and six and zero in the UFC. And she's a minus four fifty favorite. Uh, two wins by knockout, four by submission. And it's been years since we've seen her make one fifteen. Her last fight was at one twenty five. Uh, so we're gonna have to see how she looks there. You know that could lead to her gassing out or something. A bad weight cut. You never know. Um, her bread and butter is her wrestling and her jujitsu. She is very good. Um, she's gonna have a four inch reach advantage. Um, I think Andrade is a better striker. I'm gonna be picking Suarez to get the win by submission, but I don't really think it's worth the price at all. So. I hope Andrade wins. I hope it's another major upset. And if anybody can do it, it's her, man. She's very tough. She hits very hard, uh, very well-rounded, got great submissions as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm pretty sure Suarez is just going to, you know, take her down and either get a submission or just get a, a unanimous decision, you know, just control her on the ground the whole time. So um, could have been a better co-main event than that. <clears throat> and next up, we got the main event. Uh, Corey Sanhagen taking on Rob Font. And Corey is 31 years old. He's 5'11 with a 70-inch reach. He is 16-4 and and 9-3 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 265 favorite. And yeah, it really sucks that Nurmagomedov had to drop out, man. That's the fight that we all wanted to see. Um, but nonetheless, Rob Font's you know, very fun to watch. He's very exciting. Uh, Corey has seven wins by knockout, three by submission. Um, he has very good footwork. He's very tricky. He's hard to hit. You know, we saw that in the Marlon Vera fight. He just, Vera couldn't get anything going, couldn't catch him, you know, um, and Corey's really looked better and better, you know, all the times we've seen him. If we take a look at his record, man, uh, you know, I don't really, I don't agree that he even lost these two fights here. You know, um, he beat Yadong Song. He was beating him up. Um, the Peter Yan fight was very close. And, uh, you know, Sanhagen could have won that fight. The the, uh, the Dillashaw fight, though, I, I really thought that Corey won that fight. I don't know why they gave it to Dillashaw. And, uh. Yeah, and it was all for nothing because Dillashaw went out and, you know, fought with one arm because his arm came out of the socket into the Sterling fight, you know, so it was kind of all for nothing. Corey should have had that fight. Um, you know, he's beat Frankie Edgar, you know, Marlon Moraes. Um, he did lose to Aljamain Sterling, um, you know, a few years ago, about three years ago. Um, Rafael Sunsal, John Lineker, Mario Batista, you know, he's... Very tricky, man, off his back as well. You know, he, he submitted Mario Batista with an arm bar. And uh, there's not, I can't really say enough good things about, about Corey, man. And, you know, he does a lot of, like, jumping knees and stuff. You know, very tricky elbow attacks and stuff like that. He's very exciting. Um, I was rooting for Vera in the last fight, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I think Corey has a good shot at, you know, um, at getting a title, at least for a little bit, you know, in the in this division. Um, I really would have liked to see that Nurmagomedov fight, though. Um, he's taking on Rod Font. He is 36 years old, 5'8", with a 71.5-inch reach. He is 20-6 and six and 10-5 and in the UFC. 
and he's going to have a one and a half inch reach advantage. Um, he's a plus, he's a plus two twenty five underdog. Uh, nine wins by knockout and four by submission. He's a really great boxer. You know, um, he looked really great. You know, he knocked out Adrian Yanez his last time out and made Adrian Yanez look like he didn't belong. You know, in that fight, uh, which I didn't expect at all. You know, Yanez has been looking very good. So, um, but yeah, Rob's got very good head movement. Uh, you know, slick boxing. He's very powerful. Um, and he's fought a lot of tough competition as well, man. If you if you really look at it, he's not primarily known for you know his jujitsu and stuff like that. Um, at least not in the UFC. But you know, if you look at his look at his record, you know he did drop a dropped a fight to Marlon Vera, dropped a fight to Jose Aldo, and you know the Vera fight he was doing very good. He was out volume, voluming uh, Vera, but Vera was catching him with a big shot in every round and dropping him. So therefore, he lost the decision. And we beat Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Marias, Ricky Simone. Um, that Ricky Simone win is very impressive. Uh, he beat Sergio Pettis, and Sergio's the Bellator champ right now. Um, you know, he had a he had a win over Douglas Silva de Andrade, uh, Matt Schnell. He fought a lot of tough people, man, and uh, very talented. He's a veteran, you know, and I just don't I don't think that he's going to be able to um, get around the footwork and. And the speed and the uh, accuracy, the accuracy of, uh, you know, of Corey Sanhagen. Uh, the way Corey has looked lately, man, he's his guys really can't even touch him. You know, they can't get can't get to him, man. And he's he's in and out. You know, um, throwing tons of volume, landing lots of shots, really busting guys up. Um, and I'm going to be taking Corey Sanhagen to get the win. You know, I'm. It's kind of hard. I kind of want to. I kind of want to pick him to win by finish. Um, but you know, when was the last time Rob Font was finished? You know, it's <laughs> I guess he lost to a, to Pedro Munoz back in the day by guillotine choke. Um he's never been knocked out in the UFC, so so I'll take Corey Sanhagen to win by decision, you know, unanimous decision. I think his footwork's gonna be too much for Font. Um but it's gonna be a fun fight, man. I look forward to it. Um I wouldn't be mad whoever wins this fight. I'd like to see them both succeed. I'm a big fan of them both, so um and that's uh that's it as far as my picks, guys. And as far as my uh, as far as my bets go, let me pull these up here real quick. Uh, as far as my bets go, man, I've got. Uh, well, let me show you the other ones first. Uh, as far as my bets go, um, as far as a single play, I only have one single play on Jake Hadley. Um, is at minus one sixty. That's a one unit play. Um, and I have a big play on Corey Sanhagen at minus two fifty. That's a three unit play. And uh, I've got a two-fight parlay, um, Sanhagen and Phillips. It's a plus 139, and uh, that's a one-unit play. And as far as uh, parlays go, um, uh, I haven't put together like the – I didn't put together a Hail Mary parlay. I'm just kind of cutting back on my parlays a little bit. <laughs> but uh, uh, I've got the a four-fight parlay that's Phillips, Hadley, Bahamundes, and Sanhagen. That's a plus 443. And then um, the next parlay, I had all of them, and I added Woodson and Quarantillo. That's plus 944. And then I added to that Wells and Tucker, <clears throat> and that's plus 3,295. And I'll probably end up doing a Hail Mary parlay, but y'all can just go off my picks for that. So, uh, But, yeah, man, that's, that's it for me, guys. I really appreciate y'all. Please like and subscribe. Uh, please comment and give me a like, man. I really, really appreciate it. It's gonna, it'll help me out a lot. And uh, thank y'all for listening to me and caring about what I have to say, man. So y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.